Hi, welcome to the cottage. We are a lively outpouring of an exciting adventure into God's riches and glories in Christ Jesus. We really work to activate an excitement for the kingdom of God as it is in the now until it comes into its fullness. We invite you to our sessions to explore the heights and depths of God's love in a fuller bandwidth. I'm Dr. Ken, the pastor of a small independent church seeking to return to the Lord's zeal in times where apathy and lethargy rule the day of the complacent. We try to shake things up and offer a temporary home as we travel this sod until we reach higher ground and connect into the everlasting life from above, here on the earth as it is in heaven. For more information, you can email us at thecottage at dken.cc. That is thecottage at dken.cc. Hi, welcome back to the cottage. We're continuing our Emperor's New Clothes series in the book of Revelation today with The Price is Right. Well, I got my family here today, so I guess I hope this is going to work out, you know, give them, make a nice present. Let's do The Price is Right this morning. Come on down! Spin that wheel. No, Wheel of Fortune. Wait a minute. I get confused. How's that work? Spin the wheel, but they spin something on the Price is Right. So well, you got it right. On the Price is Right, it says spin the wheel. Yeah. See? But then Wheel of Fortune come along. Pat Sajak said, I'm going to steal that and make a fortune out of it. He's been doing it for 40-some years. Anyway, praise God. <laughs> well, I want to know if you got the right price. Because I think that's really important. And we really need to focus on that. And and uh, I want to go to a uh, survey. We, we are in a series talking about the emperor's new clothes. We're talking about clothing. And I want to go to now and try to tie some of these things together in the book of Revelation. In the book of Revelation, beginning in chapter 3, verse 4, it says, God's blessing over one of the churches is, Thou hast a few names, even in Sardis, which have not defiled their clothing. They have not defiled their clothing. Now, it's not talking about regular clothing that you need to get tied out to trying to figure out how to clean it. It's talking about how we wear garments and how our lives reflect whether we get messy. And they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. So God speaks to these seven churches, and he talks to them, and he gives them their report card, their A's and B's, and he grades them to see if they got the price right, if they, if they did right, uh, paid the right price to live their life. And those in Sardis, there are lots of problems, but he said, I have found a few that have not defiled the garments, these garments that we have been talking about. And they will walk with me in white, for they are worthy. He goes on in verse 5, He that overcomes the same shall be clothed in white raiment. We're in a battle here. We just sang about temptation and how Jesus is there in the midst of our temptation when we fail and that we can experience this overcoming power to overcome all that's going on. It's, it's just so hard, but we have been called to be more than conquerors. It's not that we conquer and we get every day is going to be going our way. No, it's like no matter what happens, we can overcome Whatever trials we're facing, whatever temptation, whatever tests come our way, we can overcome. We're more than conquerors. And he says, and I will blot out his name out of the book of life and will confess his name before the Father and before the angels. So he says, you're not going to be blot out. You're not going to be blot out. It's written. 
It is written and it cannot be blotted out. And you can experience that just by getting the right clothes. Getting the right clothes. Now, that's one church. He goes to another church and the story is not quite the same. The church that we're all familiar with, the church of Laodicea. And that, that, that Greek word Laodicea is, is the people. That first part of that word is the people. And the people at Laodicea are not quite right. He says, because you say, in verse 17, we're in Revelation 3, 17. Because you saith, I am rich, increased with goods, and have need of nothing. Thou knowest not that thou art wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. We're walking around in this world with the perspective of our vision as earthlings in earth and have a physical picture and we think we got to act together and everything is right and it's not we have been lying to ourselves i've always taught you here the greatest deceiver is not satan the greatest deceiver is the man in the mirror we lie to ourselves thinking everything's right i got it all we don't have it all right we don't have it together but this is what we try to say and then all these marketing companies says, buy my product and you'll show the world how good you are, how great you are. And show them all that you got my product and you're in with the in crowd. Marketing schemes on this. Because you say I'm rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. The world is not here in church today because they don't need church. Because they think they don't need it. They just ordered off of Amazon what they need. And no, it's not. You're actually wretched. We have forgotten amazing grace, how he saved a wretch like me. We have forgotten that. Where we've come from. And that you're miserable. Isn't that what the pandemic taught us all? Just how miserable we really are. How we're addicted to all this stuff that doesn't mean anything. How we're really, truly poor. When we do the accounting numbers and crunch the numbers of our accounts in heaven and our accounts here on the earth, we're actually poor. And as he often confronted the Pharisees, now God is speaking here to this church. This is the church. You're blind. You cannot see because you're looking through the lens of this world and you're not seeing truly that you're actually blind. And above all, you don't even know it. But we started this series off with that story, the king is naked. Listen, that church is naked. And we don't even know it. This is the truth. Because you say, and the reality is, let me tell you what to do. Isn't God good? He loves us just as we are, but he never wants to leave us there. I got places to take you. When you realize the state you're in, now I counsel thee to buy of me gold to try to the fire. If you want to spend, the price is right. If you want to spend it on the right product, invest in this. Treasures in heaven that we talked about in Sunday school. Buy of me gold tried in the fire that when it's burnt, it'll survive. That thou mayest truly be rich. And the white raiment, get the right clothes, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thine eyes with eye salve, 
that thou mayest see. God wants to open the eyes of our hearts that we can truly see the kingdom as he always intended it. Not as they try to sell it to us online. False hopes and dreams. He goes on in verse 27 says, To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also have come and sat down with my father in his throne. Jesus is taking us from this state where we are all the way to sit with him in heavenly places. Wherever we are in that miry clay, he's going to pull us up and cleanse us and set our feet upon the rock. And then we're going to be enthroned with him. But we've got to have the right clothes on. We've got to have the right clothes on. Going on in Revelation chapter 4, verse 4, after he tells John, come up higher. I want to show you things higher. What are you saying this, right? I am resolved no longer to linger. Are thoughts lingering here? Charmed by the world's delights? The lights, the fireworks of this world that are temporary. Someone told me about a truckload of leftovers of the fireworks. The size, my cousin was telling me, of the pile of leftovers from someone's personal fireworks. All the money gone. And one night of hallelujah showing lights and it's gone. The world's delights charmed by them. How about things that are higher? How about things that are nobler? How about these things will lure How about we look up? And then the, the, what the Bible says, look up for the salvation draweth nigh. Why don't we look up and see? And he says, now, John, I'm going to take you up high. I'm going to show you what it's like up there. He says, look around about the throne. There's seated four and 20 seats. And upon the seats, I saw the four and 20 elders sitting clothed in white raiment. And they had on their heads the crowns of gold. Going back to when we started this series, we talked about what happened in Genesis. When Adam and Eve realized they were naked and they lost their crowns, which shined the light of glory of God and covered them in God's glory. And they gave their crowns over to the God of this world, to the serpent. They cast their crowns before the serpent. When they became naked, they lost their power. They were stripped of their badge. In Revelation 7, 9, it says, After this I beheld, and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number, of all nations, kindreds, and peoples, and tongues, stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white garments and palms in their hands. It's this theme about all those up there. They are specially reigned with these clothes that reflect the glory of God again. White clothes. The price is right because the price got them white with the glory of God. One of the elders answered, and, and chapter 7 goes on in verse 13 and 14. And one of the elders answered, saying unto me, What are these which are arrayed in white robes? And whence came they? And I said to him, Sir, thou knowest. <laughs> and he said to me, These are they which came out of the great tribulation. And have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Are your garments dirty? Maybe they're so dirty you would rather not put them on. There were people on the other side of the world. It's a strange thing that they do. It's, it's, it's abhorrent. I have never understood this. 
But there are people on the other side of the world that will put clothes on and then they just keep adding layers and they never take them off. And they just keep adding layers. And there's so many thick layers and, the, and their skin, they don't have baths, so their skin is rotting and decaying and it's terrible. And I don't understand it. They just keep putting clothes on. They don't bother to take it off. They don't bother to wash it. There was one foreigner that was famous over there for the wrong reasons. They, they always have a trouble with him because he'd always wash his clothes. Every day he'd wash his clothes. And he wore the same clothes and he washed them every day. He just didn't use soap. The smell on that fellow. Because he really didn't get clean. He was going through the motions of having the bath, even using water, but he refused to use soap. So the dirt didn't leave him and the dirt didn't leave the clothes and the stench around him. And he never, he, he didn't bother him. <laughs> didn't bother him. And we've got to the point that the stench on us doesn't bother us anymore. We'll just put the axe effect on it. Shh, and knock the angels out of heaven, you know. And God's like, yeah, you do stink so bad that the angels fall down. Wash your clothes. Are your garments white? Wash. Buy into the gold. Get the stuff that works, the true products. Because Jesus paid the price and it's right. And you can get right through the price of Christ. And wash your garments and be clean in the blood of the Lamb. Going on in verse 15. Therefore they that were before the throne of God serve him day and night in the temple. And he that sit on the throne shall dwell among them. And they shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more. Neither shall the sun light on them, nor any heat. For the Lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them and shall lead them unto living fountains of waters. And God shall wipe away tears all tears from their eyes. Now, I, many people have mispreached this verse. I've heard so many times by thousands of people, there are no tears in heaven. <clears throat> Wrong answer. There they are. But God will wipe them away. When people get there and they realize, when they get there and they realize what they could have been, what they could have done, if they only washed their garments, had they been with the Lord, if they allowed God to do so much more through them and they're weeping because they realize all they could have if they let God do it now in their life. But they invested in the wrong things. And when the stock market crashed on the day of their death and they went up there, their stocks didn't follow them. Because they invested nothing in the kingdom. But still, God is gracious and merciful, and he wipes away all those tears. He wipes away the tears. But we don't want to get up there, woulda, coulda, shoulda. And we don't have to wait, because we can wash now. Moving on to Revelation chapter 18, verses 16 and 17, saying, Last, last, that great city that was clothed in fine linen and purple and scarlet and decked with gold and precious pearls, Stones and pearls. Yet, for in one hour, so great riches has come to naught. The things that we invest in here can be gone just like that. There were 
all kinds of Nepalis working in Iraq. Desert storm happened and their bank accounts no longer mattered. They came home penniless. They were lucky to get out alive. Lucky to get out alive. One night working in a foreign country, making all kinds of money, putting in the bank and going to, and then the next day wake up and it's all worthless. It's all gone in one hour. Gone. What are we investing in? What are we investing in? In our lives. Is the price right? Is it worth you paying that? What are you buying into? And what is your return? What do you get in return? And how long will you enjoy that return? Because if it's just 70 or so, you're not getting a very good return when you've got something that you can enjoy for eternity. Going on in chapter 19. All through the book of Revelation, this is pointed out. Chapter 19, verse 8. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. You want to know what these clothes are? I've been talking about this whole time. There it is, Revelation 19, 8. It's one thing to say, I'm saved. It's another thing to live like it. That's an entirely different thing. What are these clothes that we've been talking about all through the book of Revelation? He waits to the end of the movie to let you know what they are. The fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. When the price is right, when we are right, and we do what God has called us to do, and we be what God wants us to be by living right. Verse 9, he goes on, Revelation 19, 9. And he that saith unto me, write, Blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, These are the true sayings of God. We've been invited to the wedding. We're supposed to be the bride of Christ. But what are we wearing to the wedding? You know, when a, when a Jew would propose to his soon-to-be wife, it was legal. The betrothal was legal. Joseph would have betrothed to Mary. It was legal. But then Joseph, the husband, is supposed to go off and take within a year's time and make a place for the wife to come, preparing for the family. The whole time the wife prepares herself, her garments. She prepares herself. In Esther, they talk about how it takes six months of certain treatments and then six months of more treatments beauty treatments for the bride to prepare to be married to the king. All this to cleanse and purify. We are supposed to be cleansing and purifying ourselves as we await the marriage supper of the Lamb. Revelation 19 again. Now moving to verse 14. And the armies which were in heaven followed him. We always talk about Jesus, the King of all kings, the Lord of all lords on that white horse coming. Who's with him? Who is with Jesus? And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in white linen, white and clean. They're coming back too. 
the saints who've been made righteous wearing these garments are with him coming in the return of Christ. Verse 16, And he hath on his vesture and his thigh name written, King of all kings and Lord of all lords. And we've been talking about this King Jesus and how he is truly Lord of all lords. And that's what's written on him. This is the guy we're following. When we say we're Christians, when we say we're disciples, we're following him. And where did he go? He went to the cross. And we went through that, right? We went through the cross. We went through that communion Sunday last week. How they stripped him naked. And he let them take the clothes of this world. Knowing that we're naked so he can clothe us with this righteousness. So we can follow him. He didn't come to conquer the world. He's more than that. <laughs> he come to save the world. And now he said, tag, you're it. You're the body. I tag you. Now go let them know they've been saved. Because don't you want to be in that number? Amen. Don't you want to be in that number? Oh, when the saints... When do they march? Right here! This is when the saints come marching in! Don't you want to be in that number? <laughs> he wants you to be there. He's paid it with the highest price of the universe so that you can be in that number. Okay, you're here. Hallelujah. They're not. They're not here. Maybe they're not in the number. Sounds like we got some work to do. That's why he hasn't come yet. That's why he hasn't come yet. Because there are those who are not in that number. And they're just like those crazy people over there on the other side of the world. And they just keep getting told, all I got to do is put on more clothes. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know how they, they're going down the street. I don't know where they get the clothes. I guess they find out of the trash can. They don't have no money. They don't have a job. They're just roaming. And I just keep adding. We need to strip all that off. Get them down there and cleanse them out. It's a dirty job. But Jesus is, did exactly that by going on the cross for you and I. I hope we understand that no matter what we're going through, this is the end. This is what we're going to be. This is what he's doing. And he's wanting us like the medical professionals on the battlefield who wear the white garments so they don't get shot, but also so they can save. Put on your white garments. Get out there in the battle and save somebody who has been shot from the enemy. Now, I may not have that analogy exactly right, but you get the point. You get the point. Wear the white coat of a medical professional and save someone. The white garments that Jesus offers. Father, we thank you for this wonderful day that you long for us to sit with you 
<laughs> we're, going, we're the bride of Christ. <laughs> we're getting married to you. Oh, what a glorious day that will be. And then all of heaven is coming here. What a honeymoon location. You started here. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Eden. And then you're getting married and it's a honeymoon and you're coming here. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Mm. If this is what angels long to look into, if this is the honeymoon location, Father, help us to get the right clothes on. Help us to see that your price was right and help others that are lost. They're out there spinning the wheel and they're waiting to get their prize that you are the prize. They don't have to land on bankrupt unless it's what happened to Laodicea so they can realize that they are bankrupt. They are wretched. They are blind. They are naked. And they're in need of a Savior. We pray that they will see the need for Jesus in everything. We are all in need. None of us knows if we have the next hour. In the next hour, we don't even know if the next hour is ours or not. Whether you're going to come or whether you're going to call us home. Or whether some idiot is going to push some button and send a bomb somewhere. We don't know. We can't even go to Walmart without somebody shooting us. We don't know. But we do know one thing. That when we're with you, it doesn't matter where we go. It doesn't matter what happens to us. We can still be more than conquerors and we can overcome the evil of this world and bring about your goodness. We thank you and praise you that you're a good God. We thank you and praise you. And if any of us have garments that need to be washed, let us wash in the blood of Jesus. And let us be clean. And then let us bring others to the same fountain to wash their clothes. And just as Paul met Lydia washing her clothes in the waters on Saturday in Philippi and started the first church in the West, let's gather together at the river and wash sins away together. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this broadcast. You can find out more about us at dken.cc. That's D-K-E-N dot C-C. We look forward to seeing you next time. God bless you.